The word passion stems from the Latin word patty, meaning to suffer. The stem word pass comes from the word passive, meaning capacity of suffering. Somebody said the capacity of suffering. The Bible says in Isaiah 53, verse 10, yet it pleased God to bruise him. Talking about Jesus, there's a little echo in there. He had put him to grief. Who put him to grief? God the Father had put him to grief. When thou sh shalt make his soul an offering for sin. This was God's doing. But let me tell you something. Anytime you suffer, God has given you the capacity to be able to handle the pain. Huh? Because as he is, so are we. If God allowed him, that means that God kept him. It means it can keep us. And in this Passion Week, we need to understand it's called really the sufferings of Jesus. The Bible says in that same verse and chapter, he shall see his seed. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. Anytime you bear up under the pressures for the glory of God, you're going to see the fruit of your suffering. Oh, I wish I can get somebody to praise God right now. I'm going to give you a natural illustration in a minute. But, but here it says, he shall see his seed. We are the seeds of his suffering. Salvation wouldn't be a part of our lives had not Jesus accepted the call and the purpose to save us. It is by his suffering that he produced the seeds of us today. The Bible says he shall prolong his days and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hands. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, his death was not in vain. He gonna get something out of this vessel. Oh, come on, tell somebody. He gonna get something out of this vessel. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He, he gave his life. Now I'm in turn giving my life, and something's got to come out of this. Uh-huh. He shall see of the prevails, travail of his soul. He's going to see it. And shall be what? Satisfied. Oh, you might not be able to go around the world and share the gospel, but just living your life in the neighborhood you live, God gets the glory. Oh, tell somebody, God's going to get the glory. Uh-huh. It says, by his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their infirmity. I'm so glad no more guilt. Tell your neighbor, no more guilt. I'm so glad no more guilt. Guilt will kill you. Guilt will have you take your life. Guilt will make you incapable of loving somebody. Guilt will strip you of the joy of life. Oh, yes, guilt has a very... Oh, come on, can I talk to somebody right now? Huh? This word pa passion comes from a word past, uh-huh, was coined in the early 16th century to denote the sufferings of Christ on the cross. This is Passion Week, and this is why we're dealing with this word called suffering, because it, 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 we got to realize that our salvation wasn't just freely given to us. Uh-huh. He, he had to be whooped. He, he had to be stripped. He had to go through 
just to please God for the remissions of sin. Oh, am I talking to anybody? It says this English word also acquires the word through the old French uh, word passion, meaning strength of feeling. Strength of feeling. Song, Song of Solomon, and this, we don't have this version up here, but I'm going to have it by next week. New International Version says this, many waters cannot quench love. Rivers cannot sweep it away. If one were to give all the wealth of his house uh -huh, for love, it would be utterly scorned. In other words, Jesus made the ultimate sacrifice because he had ultimate love. Look, at, did you hear what I just said? He made the ultimate sacrifice because he had the ultimate love. I'm thinking about the pig and the, and, and the chicken all of a sudden. And, and the pig and the chicken loved their, their owner and said, listen here, you know, uh, our owner is a real good owner. And he, you know, he's done so much for us. We ought to just be able to bless him. How about if we give him eggs and bacon? But who made the ultimate sacrifice? No one can take Jesus' place. Harry Christianer, amen, all these doctrines, all these so-called God, they cannot make the ultimate sacrifice. The pig looked at the chicken and said, wait a minute, I'm making the ultimate sacrifice. It costs you an egg, but it'll cost me my life. Jesus said, listen, if it costs me my life, I'm willing to make the ultimate sacrifice because I have the ultimate love for those souls to not go to hell. Oh, you ought to give God a praise for loving us that much. This has also transferred into our modern time to denote sexual attractions and anger. Webster states that the word passion is a strong feeling, especially of anger. you got to be very careful how you release passion. Because just like you can love, you can also hate. Oh, can I talk to somebody? Also, amen, love or desire. It says that passion is an emotion, an intense driving and overmastering feeling or conviction. It also says that passion is the sufferings of Christ between the night of the Last Supper and his death. When I look at how Jesus entered into Jerusalem, it makes me think about a woman and her husband. Notice how I said it. A woman and her husband having the desire to create a child. Oh, do you hear me? The Bible says this in John 12, 27. Now is my soul troubled. And what shall I say? This is Jesus talking. Father, save me from this hour. Uh -huh. But for this cause came I unto this hour. Are you hearing the passion of his feelings? I know what I got to go through. But my feelings and my love towards those that are going to be rescued is stronger than my pain. Look at your neighbor and say, when suffering has no pain. A husband and a wife decides that they want to create a child. Amen? When Jesus, when I look at Jesus coming into Jerusalem, I see the con conception of a new birth. Are y'all hearing me? When a parent 
a husband and wife gets together and want to create a child, and then that conception is received, they are excited. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Babe, babe I'm, I'm, I'm pregnant. And the man responds, oh, really? Really? They are excited. I wish y'all walked with me. They are excited about the idea that they have created a life. The Bible says it this way, Matthew 21 and 8. And a very great multitude spread their garments in the way. Others cut down branches from trees and strawed them in the way. And the multitude that went before and that cried, saying, Hosanna, son of David. In other words, they wanted Jesus to save them now. Y'all hear me? They wanted Jesus to perform the miracle now. It's amazing that when we get saved, we think Jesus is supposed to just come and eradicate all the problems. Am I talking to anybody? Uh, and because Jesus don't move right away, they believe that there's nothing to this gospel. But God has a way of taking his time to bring full deliverance. But anyway, getting back to the crowd, you'll see that they said, bless us. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna of the highest. And when he came into Jerusalem, all the city was moved. And they said unto him, who is this? And the multitude said, this is Jesus the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. The people, amen, perception of who he was was off. Jesus wanted to save them now, uh-huh, just because they were seeing the head. Now, y'all with me? I said the husband and wife created a child, and they began to share it with all the people. Have you, has anybody ever been pregnant? You men better not raise your hands. Because if you raise your hand, please come here because I'm getting ready to make some money off of you. <laughs> they go out and they're excited. They go tell their relative. They call their friend. Child, you know, I, I done got pregnant. Oh, really? And they get excited about the conception. Jesus enters in. Come on, I want you to see it. Jesus enters into Jerusalem was the woman bringing forth the child and only could see the crown. Women understand what I'm talking about, crown. That means the head is now being able to be seen. And there's an excitement in the examination of seeing the child breaking through the, cler the clerics, cervix, I wanted to be a doctor, I just didn't have no patience. <laughs> but anyway, Jesus enters into Jerusalem is the breaking forth and the beginning of delivery. Are y'all hearing me? This phase called crowning is at the end of labor in which the fetus head of the child is seen. Am I, am I making this clear? Uh-huh. In 1 Corinthians 11 and 3, the Bible says it this way. But I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ. And the head of every woman is man. And the head of Christ is God. God was coming. 
But he couldn't just come out. There's a process of delivery. Look at your neighbor's a neighbor. I see God bringing you out. Oh, you ought to give God a prayer. I see God bringing you out. Uh-huh. And guess what? When God starts bringing you out, you got to realize there's going to be some suffering in the come out. Oh, I feel like preaching now. Huh? Tell your neighbor, neighbor, it's happening. Come on, find you somebody else and tell them it's happening. God is in the process of bringing it to pass. And you got to know every demon in hell is standing there trying to resist, but God, when he says it's done, it's going to be done. Tell your neighbor, it's going to be done. Woo, let me, let me, let me call McDowney. The mother and the father are excited about this birth that's about to take place. They are now going through the nine months. And now the woman has to come to a place of pain. I can't talk for you women. I'm just, I'm just trying to put it out there a little bit of what I've seen. Even though she was happy in the beginning, she is now coming into the week of suffering. She's now feeling the pains as it's getting ready to come forth. The joy is there, but the pain is present. I remember my wife grabbed my hand and like to broke it. She wanted me to share the pain. I broke, came back, my fingers were like this. <laughs> While she's saying, ouch, I'm saying, Jesus! But look at what it says. Isaiah 37 and 3. Tell your neighbor, in this hour of God bringing these things to pass in our lives, we need strength. Come on, tell them you're going to need strength because your breakthrough and your come out is at hand. But guess what? You're going to have to get in a position to bring it forth. Come on, did you hear what I said? Isaiah tells us. Isaiah tells us in 37 and 3. And he said unto him, thus saith Hezekiah, this is a day of trouble and of rebuke. And the blasphemy for the children of what? Huh? Tell your neighbor, neighbor, get ready to push. Come on, tell your neighbor, neighbor, get ready to push. Jesus is, he's right there. He's right there in the gate. God says, sometime when I come to you, you may not see me for who I really am. They called Jesus the prophet, but failed to realize he was God. God's getting ready. Tell you never, God is already in the motion of bringing those things you desire to pass. Anybody believe that God can't fail in doing what he said he's going to do? But how many know in the labor process, you got to be ready and prepared? Don't wait to exhale. Breathe. Come on, tell them, breathe. In this process, the Bible says, amen, that the children are come to the birth. 
and there is not strength to bring forth. Can I tell somebody something? I don't know who the Holy Ghost is talking to. You are almost exhausted. But I come today to tell you, please push. Come on, just come on, tell your neighbor, neighbor, I'm sitting beside you to encourage you to push one more time. I come to tell you that if you hold out, God's going to bring it to pass. I know you've been going through, and I know it's been rough, but if you can hold out, tell your neighbor, hold out, and push a little bit more. Oh, I wish I could talk to somebody. Jesus come to Jerusalem, and they see the head, the Godhead, but they still don't know how God going to work this thing. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, God going to work this thing. Come on, high five somebody if you're expecting something. God's going to work this thing. Come on, tell your neighbor, God's going to work this thing. This thing that I got passion for, this thing that I love to see come to pass, God got... What God has promised shall come to pass. Come on, just look at somebody and say, what God has promised me shall come to pass. Isaiah 66 and 9 backs me up. Shall I bring to the birth? Jesus comes in Jerusalem and they see the head but still don't know who he is. He said, shall I bring to the birth and not cause the birth to come forth. Anybody got any anointing on them? Why don't you just tell your neighbor, neighbor, the Lord ain't brought you this far to watch you die in your womb. Come on, I, I don't, I'm talking, I, I sense in my spirit, I'm talking to somebody. Tell your, tell your neighbor, 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 the Lord ain't brought you this far to watch you die in the womb. God didn't bring you this far to tease you. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, to tease you. What he said he's going to do, it's already done. You just got to believe. It's already done. It's already worked out. It's already fixed. You just got to believe. He said, should I bring it to the birth? And then watch you be stillborn. You ought to hell out. The devil is alive. God said in his word, shall I bring it to the birth and not cause to bring forth, saith the Lord. Shall I cause to bring forth and then shut up the womb, saith the Lord. What are you talking about, preacher? It took us nine months. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, neighbor, the normal cycle is nine months. But this particular birthing, it 
took up to 33 years. God took his time with the birthing of the church. He allowed Jesus to walk among men for 33 years. But now all of a sudden, he steps into Jerusalem and the head of God is in the building. You ought to look at your neighbor and say, the head of the the head of God is in the building. I know I'm, I'm trying to get you to see this labor. 33 years, he walks around and he touched a blind woman. Huh? He touched a blind man. He said, go down to the pool of Bethesda. Uh-huh. Just, just, just go ahead and wipe your eyes after I spit in your eyes. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, that was the baby moving in the womb. See what happens when, when a woman has a, has a baby and, and, and there's movement in the belly. She said, oh, honey, come, come feel it. Come on, baby, baby, come feel it. And the man's sitting there waiting. And then all of a sudden, a lump comes out of the stomach and rub across his, his, his hand. That was the woman with the issue of blood. Uh, uh, then she said, honey, feel over here. Uh-huh. I feel the baby kicking. That was the woman that was bent over for 18 years. 33 years he's on and dwelt among men. But now he's coming to the place where he's getting ready to come out. Somebody say passion, passion week. What do you mean, preacher? Luke 9, 22. The Bible says, the son of man must suffer many things. Somebody say many things. Then turn around and be rejected. Just hang with me for five more minutes. And be rejected of the elders and the chief scribes and be slain and be raised on the third day. Can I blow your mind with something? You ready for it? Notice that it doesn't say or mention anything about the cross. <laughs> he gonna suffer many things and be rejected. Why do you think it said that? It said because Christ had to suffer physically and then he suffered worse than most because he was scourged by the very hands of the ones he came to save. Pain wasn't on the cross Pain was in the rejection that God would love us so much that we would look at God and say, we don't need you. He was going through because those that he came to save said, God, I don't need you. They came to the ones that he needed to save and they said, we can't stand you. Then they looked around and found somebody and told them that, amen, give us the robber, but kill the Savior. That was the pain. That was the agony. I, I, 
Have you ever tried to help somebody and they don't want your help, but you can look at them and tell they need your help? I wish I could talk to somebody. Amen. The very ones you come to help is the very one that will turn around and talk about you, will turn around and misuse you, will turn around and call you a liar. Am I talking to anybody? He's in the birthing canal and he's about to come forth. Good God Almighty. Get the Lord a good hand clap. We like Jesus have periods when we suffer. It is about the birth of a new thing in your life. What is your dream? Anybody still dreaming? Tell your neighbor, neighbor, are you still dreaming? Or did that last blow put you to sleep? Are you still dreaming? Are you still believing that it can happen? Are you still believing that it's in the birth canal? Do you believe it's going to come to pass? Oh, I wish I had a happy church about right now. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, I feel something. Something's moving on the inside. There's a hope stirring in me. There's some power rising up. There's some joy in a joy bone. Oh, I wish I could talk to somebody. Look at this. Look at your word and it says push. P means push. U means until. S means something. H means happens. Means push till something happens. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, God is bringing this thing to pass. But you got to push your way through. You got to push your way out. You got to go through the storm. You got to go through the rain. You might have some earthquakes. You might have some uneasiness. But you got to push. Tell your neighbor, push. Come on, tell your neighbor, push. Tell your neighbor, don't stop pushing. Come on, tell them, don't stop pushing. The enemy tried to discourage you, make you give up on your... i never forget. My wife was down there on the table. She was trying to push Kenya out. She was struggling. I never knew veins was in places I'd never seen before. My wife had to grab hold of the stirrups, or whatever those things were on the side, and she began to push with all her might. And a vein came down from her temple and came all the way down the cheek of her face. And I began to get a little nervous. I didn't know whether she was going to leave here or not. But let me tell you something. Look at the child of God next to you and say, sometime it feel like this thing going to take you out. But tell your neighbor you ain't going nowhere. I done cried enough. I done prayed enough. I done went through enough, and now I'm going to live this thing through because it's going to come to pass. Tell somebody, it's going to come to pass. Give me three more minutes. Uh-huh.
going to come to pass. Whew. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, it's happening. I feel a moving in the spirit. I feel something stirring on the inside. Mm. We finally see Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane trying to push the church out. Anybody, is anybody seeing what I'm trying to draw as a picture in your mind? He comes to, listen, he comes to Jerusalem and the head is being seen. Now he's in the Garden of Gethsemane and the water's about to break. Yep. He's inside the labor chamber. He's in the Garden of Gethsemane. Let me read what it tells you. He's in the Garden of Gethsemane in Luke 22 and 44. And being what? In agony. Somebody say, and being what? In agony. He did what? He did what? He did what? Tell your neighbor you're going to pray to push it out. The Bible says he was in the Garden of Gethsemane. And look at here, it says, and he prayed earnestly. And his sweat was as it were of great drops of blood falling down to the ground. You know what they call that when a woman start bleeding? But the water ain't break? They call it spotting. Oh, can I talk to somebody? You're pregnant, but it ain't time yet. But it's on its way. Come on, tell you, it's on its way. Jesus is on his way. The Bible declares that, amen, as he began to push in the garden, when he came out of the garden, he found those around him sleep. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, stop depending on somebody else. Come on, find you somebody else and say, stop depending on somebody else. If you want it, you got to pray for it. If you want it, you got to believe God for it. If you want it. You got to stand still and see the full salvation of God. If you want it, hit your neighbor and say, Do you want it? I'm going to leave you right there. I'm going to leave you right there. (laughs) I'm going to leave you right there in the labor room. And on next Sunday, (laughs) we're going to have the delivery. But right now, oh, come on, tell your neighbor, neighbor, you might still be in the labor room. But I want you to keep on pushing. Come on, tell them, just keep on pushing. Because when you're about to bring your baby to pass, it is called the week of passion. Just like you're trying to get that business off the ground, you're going to cry sometime. You're going to moan sometime. You're going to weep sometime. You're going to be on the mountain sometime. But you got to understand to be able to handle the valley sometime. Because Passion Week is a time. Come on, give the Lord a good hand clap. Passion Week. Passion Week. Passion Week. The sufferings of Christ. Some of you right there. Keep pushing. Keep pushing. One thing I know about 
or have an idea of is when that woman is getting ready to bring forth that child and his head pop out. She can't stop pushing. If she stops pushing, she threatens her life and the life of the fetus. Am I right about it? I should have been a doctor. Did you hear what I just said? Your breakthroughs for your desires are right at hand. If you stop pushing, your vision's going to die. If you stop pushing, it can be a casualty not only to your vision, but it can be a casualty to you. This is Passion Week, church. And Jesus loved us so much that he continued to push because he was right at the birth. And God says, will I bring to the birth and not bring it forth? When you give your life to Christ and you're completely sold out, you just keep praying and your passion. You're going through that we're not going this year. You're going to come out victorious. How many believe the report today? My God has not brought me this far to leave me now. If you believe that report, give God a praise. I'm sorry I got to leave you in the labor room. I'm sorry that I have to leave you with just the spotting. Some women go through 21 hours of labor. Some women go through much more than that. Some have to go through a cesarean. Hit your neighbor and say, neighbor, this thing that's inside of me that I'm holding on to might require a cesarean in the spirit. Because this is a big dream I got. Come on, tell them it's a big dream I got. Come on. Come on. Tell, come on. Get excited and tell somebody. I got a big dream inside me. I might require surgery. Can you tell somebody? Oh, I wish I could talk to somebody. 10 pounds, 11 ounces. 11 pounds, 12 ounces. Come on, can I get you to prophesy to yourself? Hold your stomach and say, this thing inside of me that Jesus had birthed. It's bigger than I can imagine. I'm pushing, preacher. I'm pushing. I'm pushing. I'm pushing. Come on, tell me. I'm pushing. I'm pushing. In Jesus' name. Ernie, it's a big vision. Lucas, this is a big vision. Lakeisha, this is a big vision. Can anybody holler out and say this is a big vision? You too young to have a vision. She helped me preach. Y'all sitting there all quiet and devonair. But when I saw this, and I'm, I'm closing, but I saw it so clear as Jesus was coming into Jerusalem I saw a woman giving birth. 
Because when he came into Jerusalem, he was in the process of creating a new life for us. Did you hear what I just said? He was creating a new life for us. And when he comes through that canal and out of the labor room, old things will pass away. And behold, all things are become new. Push your vision, child. Push your dream. And sometimes it's when the greatest storms are happening. That's when you know you're really right there. The Sebastians of the enemy are trying to stop you and make you give up pushing. But tell your neighbor, I refuse to give up. Give God a good hand clap. Pastor, I just feel in my spirit that that word was ministering to my heart. I just want you to pray for me that I will continue to push.